Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, read by your host, me, Eli. Chapter 25. Pinocchio promises the fairy to be good and to study as he is growing tired of being a marionette and wishes to become a real boy. If Pinocchio cried much longer, the little woman thought he would melt away, so she finally admitted that she was the little fairy with azure hair. You rascal of a marionette, how did you know it was I? she asked, laughing. My love for you told me who you were. Do you remember? When you left me, I was a little girl, and now you find me a grown woman. I'm so old, I could almost be your mother. I am very glad of that, for then I can call you mother instead of sister. For a long time, I have wanted a mother, just like other boys. But how did you grow so quickly? That's a secret. Tell it to me. I also want to grow a little. Look at me. I have never grown higher than a penny's worth of cheese. But you can't grow, answered the fairy. Why not? Because marionettes never grow. They are born marionettes, they live marionettes, and they die marionettes. Oh, I'm tired of always being a marionette, cried Pinocchio disgustedly. It's about time for me to grow into a man, as everyone else does. And you will, if you deserve it. What can I do to deserve it? It's a very simple matter. Try to act like a well-behaved child. Don't you think I do? Far from it. Good boys are obedient, and you on the contrary, and I never obey. Good boys love study and work, but you and I on the contrary am a lazy fellow and tramp all year round. Good boys always tell the truth, and I always tell lies. Good boys go gladly to school, and I get sick if I go to school. From now on, I'll be different. Do you promise? I promise. I want to become a good boy and be a comfort to my father. Where's my poor father now? I don't know. Will I ever be lucky enough to find him and embrace him once more? I think so indeed. I am sure of it. At this answer, Pinocchio's happiness was very great. He grasped the fairy's hands and kissed them so hard that it looked as if he had lost his head. Then lifting his face, he looked at her lovingly and asked, Tell me, little mother, it isn't true that you are dead, is it? It doesn't seem so, answered the fairy, smiling. If only you knew how I suffered and how I wept when I read, here lies I know it, and for that I have forgiven you. The depth of your sorrow made me see that you have a kind heart. There is always hope for boys with hearts such as yours, though they may often be very mischievous. This is the reason why I have come so far to look for you. From now on, I'll be your own little mother. Oh, how lovely, cried Pinocchio, jumping with joy. You will obey me always and do as I wish. Gladly, 
very gladly, more than gladly. Beginning tomorrow, said the fairy, you'll go to school every day. Pinocchio's face fell a little. Then you will choose the trade you like best. Pinocchio became more serious. What are you mumbling to yourself? asked the fairy. I was just saying, whined the marionette in a whisper, that it seems too late for me to go to school now. No, indeed. Remember, it is never too late to learn. But I don't want either trade or profession. Why? Because work wearies me. My dear boy, said the fairy, people who speak as you do usually end their days either in a prison or in a hospital. A man, remember, whether rich or poor, should do something in this world. No one can find happiness without work. Woe betide the lazy fellow. Laziness is a serious illness, and one must cure it immediately, yes, even from early childhood. If not, it will kill you in the end. These words touched Pinocchio's heart. He lifted his eyes to his fairy and said seriously, I'll work, I'll study, I'll do all you tell me. After all, the life of a marionette has grown very tiresome to me, and I want to become a boy, no matter how hard it is. You promise that, do you not? Yes, I promise, and now it is up to you. Chapter 26 Pinocchio Goes to the Seashore with His Friends to See the Terrible Shark In the morning, bright and early, Pinocchio started for school. Imagine what the boys said when they saw a marionette enter the classroom. They laughed until they cried. Everyone played tricks on him. One pulled his hat off. Another tugged at his coat. A third tried to paint a mustache under his nose. One even attempted to tie strings to his feet and his hands to make him dance. For a while, Pinocchio was very calm and quiet. Finally, however, he lost all patience, and turning to his tormentors, he said to them threateningly, Careful, boys! I haven't come here to be made fun of. I'll respect you, and I want you to respect me. Hurrah for Dr. Know-it-all! You have spoken like a printed book, howled the boys, bursting with laughter. One of them, more impudent than the rest, put out his hand to pull the marionette's nose. But he was not quick enough, for Pinocchio stretched his leg under the table and kicked him hard on the shin. Oh, what hard feet, cried the boy, rubbing the spot where the marionette had kicked him. And what elbows! They are even harder than the feet, shouted another one, who, because of some other trick, had received a blow in the stomach. With that kick and that blow, Pinocchio gained everybody's favor. Everyone admired him, danced attendance upon him, petted and caressed him. As the days passed into weeks, even the teacher praised him, for he saw him attentive, hardworking, and wide awake always the first to come in in the mornings and the last to leave when school was over.
Pinocchio's only fault was that he had too many friends. Among these were many well-known rascals who cared not a jot for study or for success. The teacher warned him each day, and even the good fairy repeated to him many times, Take care, Pinocchio. Those bad companions will sooner or later make you lose your love for study. Someday they will lead you astray. There's no such danger, answered the marionette, shrugging his shoulders and pointing to his forehead as if to say, I'm too wise. So it happened that one day, as he was walking to school, he met some boys who ran up to him and said, Have you heard the news? No, a shark as big as a mountain has been seen near the shore. Really, I wonder if it could be the same one I heard of when my father was drowned. We are going to see it. Are you coming? No, no, I must go to school. What do you care for school? You can go there tomorrow. With a lesson, more or less, we are always the same donkeys. And what will the teacher say? Let him talk. He's paid to grumble all day long. And my mother? Mothers don't know anything, answered those scamps. Do you know what I'll do, said Pinocchio? For certain reasons of mine, I too want to see that shark but I'll go after school. I can see him then as well as now. Poor simpleton, cried one of the boys. Do you think that a fish of that size will stand there waiting for you? He turns and off he goes, and no one will ever be the wiser. How long does it take from here to the shore? Asked the marionette. One hour there and back. Very well then, let's see who gets there first, cried Pinocchio. At the signal, the little troop, with books under their arms, dashed across the fields. Pinocchio led the way, running as if on wings, the others following as fast as they could. Now and again, he looked back, and seeing his followers hot and tired, and with tongues hanging out, he laughed heartily. Unhappy boy, if he had only known then the dreadful things that were to happen to him on account of his disobedience.